Yeah, this is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, I mentioned it on last week's show in the context of the CyberSafe Kids research into cyberbullying. But we're going to have a full conversation about Bebo and I am very excited. Uh, it's 10 years since the company went bust, which is mad because it feels like a million years ago. But what is Bebo's legacy in the era of TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram and all the rest? Colum Boog is with me now. Um, Colum, it's mad because if you look at the timeline of Bebo, it was very, very successful for a very, 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 very short period of time. Yeah, the... Uh infancy of social media. It was about a fifth year school for me and for you presumably. Yeah. Um, It was very exciting at the time and I had quirks that other social media platforms didn't have and haven't had I would suggest. I would agree, yes. Do you know it was founded by a husband and wife team Michael and Zochi Birch in January 2005 and Bebo is a backronym. What's a backronym you say? Go on. So when people used to ask them, what does Bebo stand for? And they would say, blog early, blog often. Which is horrific. As yeah, it's a terrible. So thank God slogan. it didn't actually mean anything. It was just a noise. But were you on um, MySpace? No, I was never on MySpace. But I always laughed at that joke in um, Superbad. Uh, who's the friend? Is it Danny McBride or someone? But he's like, you guys on MySpace? Or? And I always thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard because I was aware of it, but I never had it. I had it. Because it was trendy and cool and you'd have to spend ages deciding on like what music you'd have pinned on your profile and all that kind of stuff. Uh. But I like one of my clearest memories of secondary school is being on MSN Messenger and having rows with people oh, yeah. over who's going to be in your top 16 on Bebo. Oh, it was ruthless industry, wasn't it? It wasn't for the faint hearted, you know, and that was a critical time of our lives, you know, adolescence <laughs> into adulthood. <laughs> And it would it would make something of you, you know. And just, you know, as you well know, I always do my research. Always. And before we started recording this slot, I was uh, messaging peers of mine and uh, our age people um, from the time when Bebo was prevalent and prominent in our lives. All that brief period, as you suggested at the start. And I was saying, well, what do you remember from Bebo? And the amount of answers I'm getting, it just warms the heart of nostalgia. Like what? Come on. So there was your likes and dislikes. Do you remember that? You could have a paragraph on what you liked doing or what you disliked doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, the biggest thing for anyone listening right now who is of that vintage is probably screaming down the radio, the top 16. Yes, that was the big one. That was huge. And and it was so political. So political. It was yeah. like, that's what someone said to me and they messaged me today was like the political mind games of the top 16. Do you know, you would be 16 years old and it would be your first foray into politics without even realising. Yeah, it was a great way to be passive aggressive with people. And it was 1 to 16 in every sense of the word, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, if you annoyed me, you'd be downgraded <laughs> from 3 to 8. <laughs> and I wouldn't say anything about it, but you'd know. You would three absolutely know. But always, number 16 was always almost a compliment to that person because they're last. So it was like, oh, I didn't realise I meant that much to you. 16th was almost just as effective as first for some reason. I don't know. I I wish I, I could remember. I, like, I always had the same sort of top five. Yeah. But you would alternate the top five to keep everybody on their toes. And it was great. Was, so top left was number one, wasn't it? There was yeah. no actual numbering. No, no, no. Yeah. It was just placement. It was four rows of four. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you could send love. Yeah, the little heart thing. The little yeah. heart thing, which was, there was a limit on it, except for Valentine's Day, where there was limitless love. Which is my birthday as well, just FYI. Oh, look, there you forward. go. Yeah. So that was a huge time for you. It was a, it was a huge time for me. And I thought one of the best parts of it, one of the loveliest features was that you could pin a video on your profile. What was your video? I used to change it all the time. 
but it was mostly like a song that I found like really like resonated with me or like defined me. Go on, like what? Like I can't what? remember. There was loads of songs at the time. Um, it was probably whatever was out then. Yeah. I'm thinking 2007 in my life. Remember when Timberland was big? Yeah. Is it going? Is it going? I wasn't really going, into Timberland. Probably that one. Or then something kind of cool from the 70s. Yeah. No, you'd be totally posery in your video yeah, selection, yeah. My God, like, this guy's uh, musical taste, wow. Yeah. What else did I have? I'd love to be able to, can, you, can one access their profile? No, so this is the big thing, is that they've gone through such a turbulent time mm. because they were the place to be if you were our age, particularly in the UK and Ireland. It wasn't as big elsewhere. And then it was bought by AOL for or $850 million, which is bananas. Mm. And then it was sold again. They went bankrupt. And the original founder, Michael Birch, you mentioned, bought it back for a million dollars. And he said, and he's tried to bring it back a number of times. Do you remember in 2021 that it was like making a comeback and mm-hmm. it was going to be amazing? Mm-hmm. But one of the stipulations would be that you wouldn't be able to access your archive material. Yes. So there was a that. time where you could go on and download it. Now, I don't know why you would want to. Oh, it's an amazing trip down memory lane. No. Like it's I, a first class ticket. Do you look at your Facebook memories every day? Well, they show me. Yeah, when you click through, I spend a good 20 minutes every day just deleting stuff because some of the stuff I used to put up was pure shite and it was embarrassing and I don't know why I would ever, ever, ever... Like, in the early days of Facebook, you'd have to talk about yourself in the third person or at least I talked about myself in the third person. And... uh, But, like, it's just so embarrassing and I just... I would hate to now look back on my old Bebo stuff. But anyway, the upshot is... Your man tried to bring Bebo back. It was in a beta version and you had to sign up as often happens with these different services and uh, it just died a death. So it's gone. Yeah, I do remember it dying a death in this comeback but it's so hard to to reboot anything. You can make, you can generally make money off a reboot. I'm thinking of like blockbuster films that eventually have a part two and part three but they're never like artistically as good as the original and Bebo was very much of its time. It was like such a But you see, I don't think so because Really? No, but if you look at where But where things were in 2021 when it was going to make a comeback Facebook was on the decline for people our age and younger. Uh Uh, Twitter was just a dumpster fire. Instagram I still love and that's my favourite of all of them. But there was an opportunity there for Bebo to come back because people would have that growth and the nostalgia and getting back to it. There was also, like in some of the quotes that I read from your man, Michael Birch, he had this vision of it being almost the anti-Facebook and there wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as ad-driven and there wouldn't be that sort of political slant that Facebook has gone down. So there was an opportunity there. But there was never really any clarity that I could see anyway as to why it didn't come back. Yeah, but I think you're like, for me there, that's a description of escapism from, you know, registered and defined social media platforms. That mm. That's all that people was ever going to be like when it, when it tried to come back. Because I think now the standard bearer would be something like you mentioned, like Instagram or TikTok, where it like people expect quality video production or something that's very relevant to their lives or anything. You, you see comedians no, making it see, huge on social media. Yeah, but there's Where does a space. Bebo fit into that? No, no, there, there is absolutely a space to have a platform where you just engage with people that Reddit. you actually know. No, no, Reddit is... No. Reddit is like a dark and twisty place that I do not venture into unless 
you're looking for some goss or some scandal. But I think there is an opportunity for a social media platform that back to what Bebo was when you just had people that you actually knew that you're actually friends with and mm. you actually updated. Like I love the uh, close friend circle thing on Instagram. Oh yeah, I do like the green circle. Because you're you privileged. Can, yeah. When but, you see it. Well, yeah, and you're welcome for being part of it. And same if I ever did. Yeah, you don't post do the it green though. circle. Um but I like that because it means that you have a space on the internet that is just for people that you actually want to engage with. Yeah. It's like having a giant WhatsApp group with all of your friends and family where you can share things that you actually want them to see. And I think that's what people could have been. Because Facebook now, like if I open my Facebook now, the majority of the stuff that I scroll by, if I do three scrolls, it's all junk and it's ads and it's news articles. And you, so hang on, that's three, four, five. Okay, five scrolls and I've gotten to a post by Paul Quinn from Virgin Media News doing another post about Garth Brooks. But... uh like that's what I mean. It's it's very difficult to find a space on the internet where you can engage and connect with people that you actually know and love. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, I just typed my name and Bebo profile in, and sure, nothing's coming up. Like it's very sad, which makes me want it even more. But I really would stand by my feeling that Bebo was perfect for its time because you did have the MSN vibe to it, where it was just friends sharing stories are it was all frivolous stuff but it was great escapism and entertainment and then you had something that was kind of a bit modern in the fact that you could pin a video to a profile which was a really cool feature yeah. at the time it wasn't a done thing Yeah, like this was the transition from having a mobile phone to a smartphone yeah. and you know the very basic days of it so like any anything at all where it was kind of multimedia focused was groundbreaking like so mm-hmm. Bebo was the place to be and then very quickly became antiquated in the modern age because of Facebook because Facebook had the cool dimensions of Bebo but it was such a better user experience because wasn't it much easier initially to interact on Facebook than on Bebo. Yeah, so I think Facebook learned a lot from the Bebo interface and the experiences and the types of people who used it but they continued to innovate and that was the difference. Bebo kind of stayed static, even though it did have things like the videos and all the rest. It didn't develop a whole lot beyond where it was. And so at its peak in 2008, when it was bought for the 850 million, like they, they just didn't inject enough into it to make it stand out from the likes of Facebook. And Facebook did go from strength to strength ridiculously quickly. Mm. Um, and... Like, it's kind of sad. I do, I firmly believe that there is a space for Bebo in 2023. I don't think so. I, I I just remembered fondly in the past. Someone's written in here, one of the best features, one of the best things about Go Bebo on. was rushing home to log in. That's so true. That is cute. You would just yeah. assume that it would be on your phone. But of course not. No. You had to run home. Yeah. And log in. On the family computer. And you could paint your profile. You could design it. You could oh, have a yeah. nice background. You could I do what you that, want yeah. with it, yeah. yeah. So it would actually encourage a bit of creativity and innovation among young people. And everybody was on it. Yeah. So you could, remind me now, you could write on your own wall, obviously. You yeah. could create quizzes. I remember creating quizzes underneath. So you have your main profile and then you continue scrolling underneath the video and you could have quizzes and other things down there. I can't remember what else you could have down there, but... The further you scroll, the more kind of miscellaneous stuff you could have, right? But you couldn't, I couldn't comment on your profile, could I? I can't remember that I can't part. remember. I could visit your profile. I'd say you have to be able to. No, you could write on people's walls. No, that's Facebook language. No, walls was Bebo, wasn't it? No. 
Oh, I'd love to know this now. Okay, email techtalk at newstalk.com if you know, because clearly both of us haven't done enough research. Go on. Someone else has written in. Another great part. Um, Uploading your photos from your digital camera the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Which was also early days Facebook. But do you remember like how arduous it was to do things? Like we had the family computer and I remember so clearly my little digital camera taking the things off the SD card, dragging them over. And then uploading them. And the same with music as well. Spending hours burning CDs oh, to yeah. put onto your iPod or your creative zen. I had a little business there. in fourth year in school with that. I, I, my thing was like, I could, I can put like your top 10 songs ever onto a CD. It was like mind blowing for, for, for about two weeks. Yeah, it was a little business like in school. And then everyone caught on to how easy it was to do. Was but for two weeks, like, but it was very two, two weeks I was Zuckerberg. Like, t- I remember sitting there watching like CDs being pulled into the iTunes thing before they had the iTunes store and you'd watch the little bar go blue like bit by bit by bit by bit and yeah. you have to wait for every single song. Yeah. Painful. Someone else has written in here having your hometown is straight out of Compton even though you're from Dalky. <laughs> <laughs> there are still people who do stuff like that on Twitter or X. Having the Playboy symbol on your profile was very cool. Yeah. A lot of the, the girls funded that, yeah. Very cool. And some of the lads as well because they were little players. Oh yeah. <laughs> that suggests what you are. Little yeah. players. And love was spelled L-U-V. Oh. Yeah. That love was specifically that. But everyone here is coming back with Top 16. Top 16 was the thing. Imagine you brought that back now. But you see, I'm at the age now where I just don't care. Do you have do you even have 16? <laughs> that's one. Wow. That's one. That's one. Well, I think as oh. you get older, you probably don't, but go on. Yeah. Automatically playing the script when clicking on a page. Oh, yeah, that's true. What? Yeah, I think eventually, uh, that, uh, someone's written this in, but I have a recollection that if you went on someone's profile, yeah. they would immediately start playing the audio of whatever media they had on that page. Oh, God. The, the page would come, come to life, but I think that was a later feature. Because it, again, you mentioned at the very start, its life was very short-lived, wasn't it? Yeah, so... It, it, as quickly as it came in, it went. It really ended very fast. Like, oh, it, it wasn't a, a gradual exit. No. I remember, because I, I did my J1 in New York summer 2009, and it was definitely gone by then. But Facebook, I remember creating a Facebook profile then, just before I flew out to New York. Okay. And I think I was fairly late doing that. Like that so that was summer 09. Yeah. And then I still remember going to the local library in New York to log into Facebook. And then back then you would actually write on people's pages like, hey, you going out tonight and the yeah. world could see it. Yeah. That's what comes up on my memories all the time is like interactions with people I haven't spoken to in like 10 years. When's the last time you posted on Facebook? I, I'd sometimes share stuff from Ah, uh, Yeah, but that's a, a quick copy and paste and here's what I've done. But like an actual personal post. Very rarely. Well, you still would. I, I, I can't think off the top of my little head. No, I'd much rather, I'd sooner go to Instagram. Mm. Instagram is my personal pref. I hope this is of interest to people because it really like when we said it to each other we're like oh my god Bebo and judging by even my own WhatsApps here mm. coming in it was like for a particular moment in time it was everything to people. Yeah but I I would love to hear if you think it should be brought back and is there a space for it because I know I'd easily give up Twitter slash X in the morning and I would probably ditch Facebook for a platform where I could have like a little corner of the internet with just my actual friends and my actual family. Yeah. 
then that's fair. I, but is that also our age and what we, you know, that we're done with all that nonsense? Are we too middle-aged now? No, we're not middle-aged. If, we are. If you died, it'd be a tragedy. No, we're both 34. If you died, older, if you so. died, your um, age would be in the headline. It'd be in brackets. Because, you know, part of the headline would be like, oh my God, she was so young. How can you be middle-aged? So, what, like... So 70 I'm is the end sure. of life. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, isn't... No, I would say middle age is mid-40s and are 50. That's classic middle age. Hang on, I'm asking, I'm asking... Oh, we're... Oh, oh no! We're still early adulthood. We are? Just about. You're nearly into early middle age. I'm saying you're like, there's like two months between us. Yeah, but you're older. Uh, so early adulthood is 22 to 34. And then early middle age, where you're heading, is 35 to 44. Where you're heading to, yeah. Next Valentine's Day, folks, remember that. Book remember it in. to remind her. Book it in, kids. On our show. Um, okay, so, but if you had to ditch, so say yeah. if Bebo's come, coming back yeah. to make me happy, yeah. which platform would you ditch? Well, I, I don't think I'd miss Facebook. That's the easiest answer for you. So my habits would be, uh, it's interesting you said about Twitter slash X. I, I still can rely on that as a news platform, a news aggregator, really. I'm using it less and less like that now. Oh, really? You know, it, it's very, very handy for sport. Like, so, so useful uh, because I just follow a lot of sports journalists. Yeah. So they're, they they take it seriously. So, like, especially this past week, there's been loads of news in Irish football, for example. It's just one. Or, like, there's always rolling news about injuries at the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. And, I look, I get a push notification from a, a publisher, but at the same time, you just go on to your to your feed on Twitter and inevitably one of the many journalists you follow will have posted something relevant and then yeah. you can see how long ago it was posted and then it's really relevant. So very, I find Twitter very useful among all the muck. And then, yeah, I'd agree about Instagram. There's probably one too many ads on Instagram, although I got heavily influenced by one ad because I bought a jumper based on this ad that was constantly in my algorithm. This little jumper you were wearing the other day? The Fuji one. Yeah, I like Oh my God, jumper. the comments like couldn't move for comments around the office. Oh, you're so... <laughs> you know I, mean? I actually can't cope with you sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Couldn't. I was like, what's that? It was more intrigue, really, but it looked like a VHS tape for people who were wondering. It was a Fuji jumper. And if you're anything like me, folks, you'd be going on Instagram and it would probably target you right now because your phone is probably hearing me saying this right now and your phone is going to show you that ad. And you won't be sorry because it looks very good, I think. Um, so Instagram, I find... This, I, I actually find the stories more interesting than the feed. Yeah, but people are so... People overthink what they post on their feed. Well, yeah. and I, I wonder what are the statistics to suggest that there are less feed, less feed posts now and more stories. Well, I think it's that there... Because there was a whole host of changes to the Instagram algorithm where they ditched videos and transformed things into reels. And people therefore thought that they had to do like Hollywood-style productions or an outfit of the day type reel to get any type of traction. Oh, yeah. But that's again part of my argument for a Bebo style thing where it doesn't matter what interaction you get, you're just posting to people that you know and you care well, about. Th- yeah, so yeah, that's all I'd ever be thinking about whenever I'm posting Instagram is just like, well, these this post is of some interest to like five people who follow me. Which is sufficient. Probably. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that is absolutely sufficient. That is enough. Um, what do you think the future of all the main social media platforms that we live with now will be. So, for example, by 2030, yeah. will Twitter slash X still be there? Will Instagram still be prominent? Will TikTok be number one? I think it's impossible to say purely because, and this is a dull answer, right? What, you know, you should expect from me. But I think the whole AI uh, 
regulation or disruption is going to transform social media and it's going to cause a hell of a lot of chaos. I was on Newstalk Breakfast on Monday with Shane and Jono and I said that as we get closer to the next presidential election, the regulation of AI is going to be everything because it could be the death knell for certain platforms. Like Facebook went through the ringer between the Cambridge Analytica stuff and the political interference in 2016 and the last one as well. And so I think if some form of manners isn't put on things like AI and deep fakes and all that kind of jazz, it, it could honestly be the end of some of these platforms. But if the demand is there from the public, it'll continue. But you see, the the demand could be there, but if trust and confidence isn't there, then like I, I, inter, I used to be on Twitter slash X all the time, mm. but I don't trust or don't like 96% of what I see on the platform. I, I appreciate that, but you'll you'll still use it, and that four percent is enough, isn't it? If you multiply that by the world, potentially. But I do think you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that the next two years is going to be really, really telling for a whole host of platforms. There's also all the antitrust hearings, which we'll be talking about later on in the show as well, that may break up some of these companies because they are incredibly powerful mm. and they have huge sway. And um, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Like Elon Musk making changes on X at the drop of a hat on a whim is not ideal. So maybe this is for another day. It almost certainly is. But what was, can I just ask you from your own like standpoint, what was Elon Musk's thinking behind buying Twitter slash X? Because he wants to build, he's been talking for years and years and years and actually there's an excellent piece in The New Yorker by Ronan Farrow, which you should read. Um, It's all about Elon Musk. And it looks back to years and years and years ago. He was all about building the everything app. So he wants everything to be, have X in the name. And bit by bit, he has taken over or um, established different companies to try and fulfil this vision. And the the thinking behind Twitter was that it's essentially the t- the online town hall, and he wanted to be the mayor. Um, now, it's obviously been a very turbulent. It's only a year since he's taken over. You know, At all, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to come to pass in terms of his vision. I. I like I genuinely don't know. It's 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 very hard to tell whether he'll pull it off. There are people who think he's a genius, and yeah. there's no denying that he's a smart man. But in terms of the impact on society and you know human well being, and like last week we were talking about the Cyber Safe Kids report on cyberbullying and all the rest. Like that was obviously focused on kids, but so much of that goes on on ex adult to adult. Yeah. And Musk has gotten rid of a lot of the protections that were in place yeah. and the moderators and all He's that. He's all for free speech, isn't he, as he would call it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to restrain myself from going into yet another Elon Musk rant because I feel as though that's all I do these days. But um, yeah, Bebo's great. Should it be brought back? Was that the golden age of social media? You can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. Colin Boog, thank you so much. Thanks, Jess. I just never tire of listening to it, I have to say. Uh, if you want to be in with a chance to win a 55-inch N19 TV from Telefunken, just tell me what TV show this epic theme tune is from. Text the word TV plus your name and answer to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent and it could be yours. You can get more information on the TV on telefunkenelectronics.ie.